We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Live. Danny Moran, Brandon Sprague. Yes, we're a little bit late. Yes, I just got home from the doctor. I was expecting this to happen last night, okay? I thought I had a little bit more time. <laughs> I don't even have the show even ready. Uh, let me go ahead and get things changed. Now, because this definitely isn't the mailbag show. It is the live show. There we go. Oh, boy. Everybody's going to pour in right now. Uh, Marissa says, Dan, if you had the power to trade CJ this whole time, why did you wait so long to use it? Marissa, <laughs> good to see you back. I know it's been a while. Everybody, pour in, pour in, pour in. We won't get like into it right away. We'll get everybody a chance to get in here. Oh, man. I was quite literally at the doctor this morning, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, I was, I was live on the radio, and we got the, you know, the, the Woj tweet there. And mm-hmm. advanced negotiations. And for me, in my radio experience, that largely means as soon as you sign off, Brandon, this is going to go happen. Break. <laughs> and then luckily for us, 25 minutes later, Shams dives into the oh no, Woj, I'm breaking this first contest. Mm-hmm. And it was a pissing contest at that point. And luckily, we got all the information before I signed off. So it's been a wild start uh, to the day. But boy, oh boy, we need to dive into a lot because I'm looking at all the NBA champion general managers on my Twitter feed (laughs) and the Blazers have completely crapped the bed. They have no chance of ever being good again. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got fleeced in every which way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll dive into that real quick. First of all, welcome everybody in. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. If you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. If you're not, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do that. It's free. It's easy. It helps us grow. Uh, Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the podcast business stuff is out of the way okay so let's get into the logistics of it first brandon the the overall um trade breakdown as given to us by adrian wojanowski of espn let me go ahead and there we go full trade per sources the blazers will get josh hart tomas sandaransky Nikhil alexander walker dd luzada 2020 protected first-round pick, which we'll talk about a little more, and two second-round picks. The Portland Trailblazers will send out CJ McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. That is the package. So far. Should be noted, so far. There are... You beat me to it. You beat me to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh, I it wanna... was thrown out about we'll, 30 minutes we'll, ago. We'll get to the next stuff shortly. Um, but here is... 
where we're at right now. The Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum era is over. It's done. Yep. It's they have they have moved on. Um, I have tried to kind of drive home what I had heard was the goal, what was happening, and I saw quite a bit of resistance to. Um, but Medina said this, and he told Nurk this, and da 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 da. Behind the scenes, I had heard for weeks that CJ McCollum was going to be gone at the deadline. Mm-hmm. That it was about as close to a humanly possible as done as you could get it. And that's interesting. There we go. My background just died out. There we go. We're good to go. Um, and with that, I was operating along those lines. That they were going to try to move CJ McCollum. That the Norman Powell-Robert Covington uh, trade that preceded that was a table setter to what they're trying to achieve, which is getting, like you alluded to a little bit later, or earlier, and we'll get to later, a fundamental reset of the organization. There has not been a reset of the organization like this in 20 years. Yeah. This is a entirely different... I mean, this is, this is taking your hand across the chessboard. Whoosh. Somebody tweeted at me earlier, I think it's safe to say that Joe Cronin didn't like what uh, Neil O'Shea had left him. And yep. yeah, they did not like what they had left him. And I'll tell you this, league-wide, Norman Powell and CJ's contracts were viewed awful, awfully. League-wide. League-wide. Nobody wanted to touch him. Uh, before we get into that, I will say this. This is a fun little bit to poke at. The Lakers did call the Blazers and offer up Russell Westbrook for CJ McCollum. <laughs> that did happen. Yay! That's fun. Let me go Russell ahead. Westbrook playing with Dame. I, somebody asked me, so what, did you, what did you think of if, if Russ and Dame were the same team? And I was like, well, I think Dame would have him killed at the state line, but hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how fast Joe Cronin got off that. <laughs> I wonder what the laugh was like. I mean, right. Joe Joe probably picks up the phone laughing and just hits him with a <laughs> just a big solid yeet right off the top. Like, no, that's that's cute. I don't even think it was a laugh. I think it was a cackle. I think he just like maniacally leaned back in his chair. Like, <laughs> it was one of those things like when you're a kid, you got to go door to door and sell candy bars. And you know, when, before you even get up to the door, that person's not buying, but your parents are oh, making yeah. you go anyways. That's yep. what I bet that felt like. So, God, I'm uh, so bad at that. I just ate the candy bars and had to pay for it. It's, it's going to be interesting. So from the Blazers point of view, let's, let's get to that first. What the Blazers have done here is that, let me pull up my math chart here. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money, Brandon, the Portland Trailblazers have on the books next year? I think, to my knowledge, it's it's somewhere in the sixty to sixty-eight range, 62 right? Sixty-two million dollars. Sixty-two million. Sixty-one point eight nine two. There we go. Based on what I have uh, for salaries, mm-hmm. that does not include Eric Bledsoe's nineteen point three whatever that is uh, non guaranteed. So if you want to add the 3.9 to that, they owe 65. Mm-hmm. The cap just rose, right? Uh, yeah, to 147. Oh, okay. So what's 147 minus 61? Really bad at math, but it's a lot of money. Okay. So the Portland Trailblazers have a truckload of cap space. Why? Because these are the players they currently have under contract for next year. Damian Lillard, Justice Winslow, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Keon Johnson, Nasir Little, Didi Luzada. Mm-hmm. That is that is the list. Yes, that is the list. 
and they're probably going to have to wave. I watched a Bobby Marks video. They're probably going to wave a player. They're trying to make moves. Lozada? Would it be Lozada unless he's included in something else? I think they're going to try to make another move. Uh, Justin Poole says, I was watching another channel and said they had 60 million cash. It's not true. They, they say we only have 18 million. That's not true at all. No. That's not true at all. <laughs> they had that's, a, that's a stark difference from what we're talking about. 18 to 61, that's a huge difference. They also have a $21 million trade exception. Now, yes. going into next year, what they're saying is that, that there are cap holds that are in place. Those cap holds will be will fall off. Um I, I guys, I'm I'm very much aware of what what cap holds are. I'm I'm pretty good at the whole finance thing. Thank you. <laughs> they will have functional space. They will be able to use. They will have deals done and in place that they don't have to worry about. Uh, uh, Hart, Josh Hart, not Justin Hart, uh, will have uh, as a non guaranteed contract going into next year. That 12. is twelve point nine, right? Twelve point yes. nine next year. Yeah. So the way things are going, what they are looking at is they are going to add a player between now and the deadline. I I have heard it is a show of good faith to the fans, to the franchise, to Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. Not not too hard to figure out who that is. Well, I mean, I think some people can speculate because there's a few names that have been floated with Portland. Um, But it's Jeremy. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) If you're going to throw it out there, I'm you're going to throw, throw it out there. there. Um, it, it just, I think you go back to the Norm Cub trade. Yeah. First of all, l- let me use this real quick because I, I've largely tried to avoid instant reaction with a tweet. And it's, it's kind of bone chilling how many people I follow that are like actively choosing to respond to a trade and say, well, they got fleeced. They suck. It's over. This is what happens. They're going to have nobody and they'll have Dame and then they'll want to trade Dame. I'm pretty amazed by that response. Like how fast people are reacting to every single one of these trades. There's no time to marinate. There's no time to allow Joe Cronin to wipe a slate clean and paint a new picture here. There's no context anymore. Everything is so reactionary mm-hmm. that I'm watching people at the same time tell me they need to make drastic changes. And if those specific drastic changes don't give them exactly what they want, it's an utter failure and collapse of an organization. It's borderline embarrassing some of the tweets I saw this morning, given that the deadline has not ended and the fact that they got all this cap space and assets that are easily movable. Now, with that being said, the analogy I'll compare it to, to me, is if you were to basically say the Portland Trail Blazers were Clark Griswold and Clark wants to put all the Christmas lights up on the house. You remember that he wanted to deck his lights out on his house. The trailblazers handed old rusty the entire strand of lights in a ginormous knot Mm -hmm. and ball and said, well, work on this. And they handed it to Joe Cronin and he just looked at this and said, Oh dear. What am I supposed to do with this? How am I going to un F this knot? Folks, I know you want instant gratification. You want James Harden, and you want this player and that player to play with Dave. But you cannot hand Joe Joe Cronin a huge knot of Christmas lights and go, you didn't unravel it in time. What are you doing, you incompetent SOB? Can we continue to have a little more patience? We see that they're clearing the books. 
We see that they're acquiring assets that can be used in other moves. And yet we continue to react in the moment as if, well, we traded CJ and we didn't get LeBron James back. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by the reaction of this in allowing two more days to pass, seeing what they have and just trying. I'm not even pro blazer here. Like I'm, I'm so tired of the, well, you didn't bash the trade. You must be working for the team narrative. It's lazy and it's sad. Somebody left that comment on one of the videos yesterday. And I was like, have you followed me for the last decade? If I don't like something, I'll just tell you I don't like it. Like, I don't benefit financially <laughs> in any which way telling you how I feel with the Portland Trailblazers. I'm just saying I can see these trades. And I think the reaction to these trades is Neil Blue Balls, Danny. It's a guy who refused to make a move for years and years and years. And when we finally made the move as a player, we wanted him to move. It's not what you expected, right? It went from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to Which again, five years ago, Josh Hart, filler pieces, a first draft and a couple capital, seconds and a first in two seconds. Yeah. Like, and because of that, I think people are reacting to that instead of just simply saying, Oh yeah, the last general manager really screwed this franchise over. And the interim guys having to both, deal in good faith to Dame to make it a good team while also completely undoing everything the last guy did. So let's kind of start from the beginning of all of this. When we did the Joe Cronin interview breakdown, which was the big nothing burger, right? His very first interview he ever gave Brandon, what did he say? Our books are good. Joe's a professional liar. <laughs> and I mean that in a very, very complimentary fashion in that the books were awful. Everybody I have talked to around the league for the last couple of days has said this about Norman Powell. Good player. Nobody wanted that deal. Nobody wanted that deal. I think Hollinger wrote something to that effect, right? That the contract, it, it really wasn't that It was desirable. too far out, way too much money. With the cap rising, teams want to create space, not lock themselves into a ton of long-term money that far out. Covington was not viewed as a positive asset. Well, but then the rumors come out that teams are inquiring about Covington with the Clippers, and people go, well, see, there's even more we could have got for Covington. Yeah, because you know, you know why? Is because they think the Clippers aren't going for it this year, or they want to get – does a play-in matter to them when $13 million on Robert Covington probably drops them like $40 million in the luxury tax? Like that's, that's what's missing. That context is missing from all of that. So, that's the first part of it. So, now the books are clear. You've got no more negative contracts. You don't have a bunch of 28, 29, 30-plus-year-old guys. I will say this, and this is the part that, that, that sucks. The Larry Nance part of this, I did not see coming. The Nance part of this, now, I, I saw him being maybe moved, yeah, but not, not in this deal. Mm. That in early discussions was the price to get the protections they got on that first round pick, which is an immediate first round pick this year. Potentially if the Pelicans get in trouble at all. If they lose some games, if they go one and done in the play in the Blazers get a second lottery pick. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden they're in a pretty good spot come summertime. That's the thing is you kind of have to root against CJ and the Pelicans to make the playoffs like you if they want to get the play in cool but i'll be actively rooting against them because that pick uh would be very valuable asset for this team it's going to be really interesting to see what they end up doing with all this but here's the vision 
right? It's Dame. It's Ant. That's your backcourt. No more, well, maybe Ant should come off the bench, or CJ should come off the bench, or Norm should come off the bench, or it's Dame and it's Ant. Mm -hmm. That is the backcourt. That is what they are committed to. I have heard both sides of the coin as it pertains to Yusuf Nurkic. I have heard that Toronto and a couple other teams have kicked around. I've also heard that Toronto is perhaps pursuing Miles Turner right now with Goran Dragic in a first-round pick. Mm. Uh, I have heard a couple other teams are interested in Jeremy Grant. I would, after what Sacramento just did with Tyrese Halliburton in Sabonis, which... What was that? I have no idea. You wouldn't give up Halliburton for Ben Simmons, but you would for Sabonis. I, uh, well, Sacramento, you know there. I mean, you talk about a, a disaster. Sacramento was... You want to talk about a panic move? That's what a panic move looks like. Well, I just... I, I How are you selling... So you're doing the Fox Sabonis thing? I, I guess I just don't really understand it. I Alongside just, Rashawn way. Holmes, which, again... I'm not going to sit here and, and, and bang that, that drum right now. That's, a, that's for another day. I, I just text a... I got somebody down in New Orleans I'm texting that mm-hmm. are around they're around the team and I basically said, Hey, um, you know, what have you heard about the the noise? Is the trade done or do you think there's more? They said, actually, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of Detroit buzz right now. Mm-hmm. Uh I've been told Dame really wants to play with Grant. Don't know if they'll be able to pull it off, but very possible. And the reason it's not finalized is right now they are trying to loop They're trying to loop Grant into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's exactly what I had heard the second the trade went down was that they, while that those two sides of it were done, and that's why Woj didn't say a trade is agreed to and the league has announced it and the Blazers have announced it. It's because they're not done. They're not done. That's the part of this. Does Yusuf Nurkic come back? Nice to have bird rights to fall back on. That's Jake Fisher basically indicated that that's a possibility. I'm not ready to go there yet. But again, yeah. I have heard that they have they are open to these things, and this is why with the whole Nurk quote, it's kind of like mm, probably stop that. Here's the other part of this: the functional cap spaces they get in this summer. As everybody talks about cap holds, cap holds, cap holds. The order of operations here matters. It okay. matters. So how they can do things and what they do here. And floating Bledsoe's contract into the summer potentially, unless they get unless Bledsoe ends up being used in this deal, the functional cap space can be a lot, depending on how they maneuver it. So, how much cap space could they have? Enough to facilitate a big move. Let's say, well, I don't know. If they wanted to do it right, order operations wise, it gets dicey. But Philadelphia 76ers want to create a max spot and sign uh, James Harden. Mm-hmm. Is there any team in the NBA that could facilitate that in the summer? Portland could jump in and probably help out with that situation. Hmm. Could the 76ers then keep Tyrese Maxey? Because they wouldn't be operating in a trade? Just send Ben Simmons into somebody else's cap space? Hmm. 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 So the Brooklyn side of that, I assuming they don't get a deal done at the deadline, the Brooklyn-Philly thing, because Harden will be gone if they don't get a deal done. And Brooklyn will have gotten If they get the free agency, yeah. And if he gets I mean, the free agency, at. he's gone. Now, so, what are, you, are you hearing anything about that? Because the Harden-Simmons noise was loud, and then it seemingly kind of died down. And I know we still have a long way to go for this deadline. Two days doesn't seem like a lot. These guys are on the phone all day, every day. For the they were on the phone hours. late. 
last night for the New Orleans deal. I I, I think I, I told you last night. I, I think this is going to get done tonight. Yeah. But um, it didn't, and then now we're here. We are, and I was at the doctor's appointment. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of how again how this all shakes out. So where we are right now, Dame Ant Nurk, they're chasing Jeremy Grant. That's that's what I know right now. The question is. Do they believe in Nasir enough to be a starting three? Do they do they pursue something else? What are the other avenues? What do they do with the other tertiary parts? What other things do they go after? What other issues? And I, I've seen a lot of people saying if no free agents are coming to Portland, and this is—I I guess I should have dove into this. This is not a free agent coming to Portland situation. This is a either a team finds a trade destination or Damian Lillard is recruiting. This is okay, Dame. We're going to rebuild around you, and this is how we're going to do it. You need to get on the phone. You need to go out there, and you need to make something happen. You need to sell Portland and playing with you for the next two years. That's how this goes. That's how you fill that other spot. So I think a lot of it had to do, Danny, with the Woj tweet, because the Woj tweet basically indicated – this is the plan, and I don't think Woj is wrong to to word it the way he did. No, but I think the way he worded it instantly, people go, "Oh, 60 million in cap space for free agency, yay!" Because that's worked out so well. The problem with that, and I saw immediate reaction from it, uh, and somebody tweeted me, and I, I basically was just like, "If you think that they're putting all the eggs in the free agency basket, I, I wouldn't be going there. I would be going with how you absorb somebody's contract into things while building." you know, vet minimums or whatever else to guys who you can convince to come to Portland that aren't as highly coveted as some of the bigger names. So I think it's more people reacting to that and saying, well, free agency, we're not free agency players. We're not. No. Uh, But Dane can recruit guys who, you know, if certain teams and players are in the right position, you can absorb those contracts now and it makes it easier. And the opportunity to go ahead and switch some things up, but it's, it's going to be interesting. So what's, what's, over the next two dates, as it pertains to Jeremy Grant, what's going to be interesting to see how this progresses, do they give up that first-round pick they just got from New Orleans? Because I think that that has more value than, than Jeremy Grant. I think it's that, that pick has an opportunity. If the Pelicans don't get good quick, which I think they will, but there's like a 10 15% chance at least yeah. that they hover around like 9 10 11 I think they'll get a little bit better for sure because CJ scoring punch. They can't score. That's well, we'll see. Issue. I mean, CJ might score, but like, how does he work within what they do? I think that's the other thing you you we largely overlook is we just assume a player that's really good at something is going to fit right into that role. And he might. I kind of hope CJ plays well, but um, I, I'm not under the assumption New Orleans is going to figure something out. They've they've largely been an embarrassment. With that, let's look at this from the New Orleans side of things. This is David Griffin. I think is panicking a little bit here. More he's than a little his job. Bit. Yeah, he's he just did basically what he could without mortgaging the guys mm-hmm. to get a thirty-year-old making sixty-plus million dollars, sixty-five million dollars over the next two years. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Who's not on the same age timeline, by the way, no. as Z- Zion and, and B.I. Of any of their guys, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a risky proposition for them. Everybody's like, oh my God, I keep seeing the word fleeced, fleeced, fleeced. The Blazers' goals were not to get back players. I guess that's, I probably seemed pretty frustrated at that, that I'm sorry. But what I, I guess I, what I would ask with what you're bringing up. So it seems to me that we've all kind of been largely in the same camp. Like there's fringe people that are just like, no, just keep being a seven and eight seed and losing in round one and I'll doggone it. I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But I think the vast majority of us have largely been in the same camp, right? How you get there is not a hundred percent agreeable, but like we're largely in the same mindset. What, what were some of those people thinking you were going to get for norm? What were people thinking you were going to get? with a non-all-star being paid like an all-NBA player in CJ in a moment where you knew that they had to trade him. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just confused. My expectations weren't very high. In fact, it kind of came at right where I was about it would go. Now, Jeremy Grant's involved. That's even better than I thought. I'm just confused what people's expectations were. I'm not telling you it's a great trade, but Kevin Pelton is a hell of a lot smarter than I'll ever be in basketball. He gave the Pelicans a fat C minus. He gave Portland an A. I don't think Kevin Pelton is in the business of going, I'm going to give Portland the better grade because doggone it, I go to If Portland anything, he t- everybody thinks he grades them too low. It's he, hilarious. So I just, I, I'm more confused because I see the criticism, but my I want to respond. I don't, but my response is like, what were you, what was your expectation exactly? 
because the national voice it felt like was instant whoa that's it what's portland doing that's idiotic and and maybe long term it, it will be but then i start seeing peltons and bobby marks of the world who the people who you know, work in the ins and outs of this on a daily basis. They're a little more, you know, than a national guy giving a hot take. Here's my hot take. Retweet it. Hate it. Whatever. Like, some of these dudes don't operate into that sphere. No. And I watched the Marks video, and I read the Pelton piece, and both are kind of like, this move makes a lot of sense. In fact, Bobby Marks in the video was like, and I wouldn't be shocked. People don't think about this. The trade is not finalized yet if there's a third team involved. and. Pelton's telling you how important this move is for the financial purposes of what Portland is maybe aiming to do. So I guess it's I'm almost like the rest of the league knows that there's more coming. What what did people expect to get, I guess, from Norm Powell and CJ McCollum is my big question. And that's the same thing. Shout out to your mom. She just says, what were people thinking they were going to get that would help build something? Yeah. Again, this gets back to the fundamental point of Neil Olshay handed out a pile of bad contracts. Not one, not two, not three. Not no. four, not five, yeah. not six, not seven. Here's what's funny. They still owe, what, 2.8, 2.5? It's one of those. 2.8, 2.5 to Andrew Nicholson again for the next three years. He's got that Bobby Bonilla deal. Thanks, Olshay. And it's, it's more than the one million. It's, it's triple that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, are fu- they, have, they have not had a hard reset like this in this organization in modern history. They are starting not – and here's the thing. They're not tearing it down to go OKC and take back players and bad money. The whole point of this, and this is what I tried to emphasize in the Norman Powell deal, is that they, what they did in taking back the Bledsoe money was they took back money they could float a little bit longer so they could stay above certain levels so they'd have another asset. Now, if that comes back to bite them in the butt and they just have to wave it and buy them out, so be it. But – and again – was it two weeks ago when we had this trade deadline preview? What was the thing that I said, Brandon? And you, you weren't thrilled about it, but I said August 1st. Not thrilled about that, but I'm starting to <laughs> come around ever so slightly. Yeah, no doubt. I think I'll still be a crit. I'm not. You know how I feel about Nurkic. Yes. I don't think I, anything will change my I, stance I'm, on I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, but I am giving it until August 1st. Giving it until August 1st before I'm going to go ahead and lose my mind. Because this team, this season, does not matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter outside of tanking to get a better asset. And ladies and gentlemen, they have like nine guards right now. Yeah, they might somebody, lose to the Magic tonight. Well, Ant will single-handedly win the game, but I'm, I'm hoping that they lose. I had a buddy text me and go, bro, walk me through why we need nine guards. And I go, you think that they're just going to roll with nine guards? Like, that's the plan here? We're going to roll with nine? Like, Neil's not the GM anymore. This is hit by his pipe dream, but this is not the long-term plan for Joe Cronin. So, um, again, this what what does this do overall for the organization? Let's just kind of set the table for everybody else. It's kind of plummeted because we've got over 750 people in here right now. You were building around Damian Lillard, but you were optimizing what you want to build around him with a different vision, which is no longer the Dame CJ backcourt. Even if it is Damon Ant, and you say it's about the same, it's this, that, that, that. it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same. It's a it's a different entity. Not only that, it's going to be probably $15 million less expensive. That's a big difference. That, that again, is a huge difference for what, a city. What like do I call that, Brandon? That's a whole-ass starter. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Whether or not Josh Hart features into this, we don't know. But his money comes off the books, and Don guaranteed you figure some stuff out. Questioning his agent right now, that's for sure, because he's a good player on a way too good of a deal for teams. Yusuf Nurkic, they have options. Outside of that, they can go a lot of different ways. Whereas when they trade a player for a player that has years left because teams weren't just going to give up good to great players for C.J. McCollum without some warts. They were going to be locked in and locked in and locked in and kicking the can and kicking the can and kicking the can for all of the risk-taking, for all of the situations where it was like, I just want them to do this. They have cut all the strings but one. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest string on the team that nobody should be cutting until it's absolutely pertinent, and he says so. So I want to add to this. I had Richmond on the radio show because I knew we were going to do the pod, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to like get the takes out before the podcast. So Richmond, I, I think, bring brought up a good point. Not that I didn't know it, but like some people might be thinking this stuff, and I, you know, you can't help but do it. You know, Dame was last summer in a weird spot, and mm-hmm. he was indicating some things without directly indicating things. And then I, Giannis won. I said this before. Giannis winning might have been the biggest thing for Portland last summer of anything else. Small market team wins with superstar player. Um, he changes the tune. It's I'm all in. I think he's reiterated one or two times this season, just like I'm here. The rumor mill, by the way, is the extension is coming in the summertime. This is why I largely have not freaked the F out at the norm and CJ trades. How many articles have you seen today so far? And maybe tomorrow there'll be one about indications of Damian Lillard feeling uneasy right now. Mark Stein has been the only person I've seen that says anything. And the only thing that it said is uh, organizations maybe test whether or not Damian Lillard's commitment is real right now. Test the, test the loyalty. That is not a Portland side of things. That is a outside in, not inside out. And Mike said this this morning and it needs to be thrown in the pod. You think Dame Lillard didn't know that these things were happening? He knew every single one of these things were coming. You think Dame Lillard is operating under the assumption as a player who wants to win or at least get to a point where he can have an opportunity to win under the assumption they're running it with Ant and a bunch of nobodies? This is Damian Lillard flexing his muscle on personnel for the first time in his career. That is exactly the feel that I have had with this. This is why I'm waiting to watch Joe Cronin and Dame paint this picture. I'm not going to way overreact to hypothetical trades that the trade machine gave me and say, well, that's weird. I plugged in Norm Powell from Miles Turner, and it said I was going to get that. And when you don't get Miles Turner because the trade machine told you you would, you tend to get very upset and question things. Joe Cronin's been in this league for 14 years, maybe longer. I think Joe Cronin is mapping something out that leads this to be a different version built around Dame, and Damian Lillard is well aware of that. For all of the discussions in October and November and leading into December before Neil O'Shea's uh, dismissal, there was discussion about a power struggle. Damian Lillard won the power struggle. And they are going to put a team around him of dudes that he wants. Why not? Because the previous previous 10 years did not work. The other guy did not do well by him on the basketball court. He got him his money. On the basketball side of things, he failed to make moves of consequence. I have been saying that since 2015. 
Now they are making moves of consequence. This, I am not saying that everything they're doing right now is going to work out just in the most grandiose fashion. This could blow up in their face. But I was tired of the same old, same old. And I said, if you step up to the plate and you swing and you take real risks, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. That's all I've ever wanted from any franchise I've ever followed. Do not settle for mediocrity. Be building up to something or be tearing down from something. Do not be stuck in the middle. Howard Beck told me yesterday, you have to be bold if you're Portland. You cannot continue to bang your head against the wall and think that middle-of-the-road pieces are going to change this. And, and, and I look, I know there's a lot of feelings tied to these things because CJ's been here his whole career. Mm-hmm. Norm- He's been a good player. He's been a good player. Norm is a very likable dude. Instantly, like, I thought got some fandom behind him. He had the house story, which sucked, that his furniture just came to Portland. Um, I forgot who said it, but Norm's going to be at the whiskey or the the whiskey library in the summertime, and then he's going to go back to Los Angeles and play. But I think what what we also need to take into account is, as fun as it was, as, you know, that Western Conference Finals was a real high, it's four of the last five have been first round exits. As high as that was, last year's first round exit was, was as or were more embarrassing. And and I you know I throw in like, if the Clippers don't suffer huge injuries to Paul and Griff, and you're, you're talking about more first round exits yeah. than what they had. So like, yes, these guys are likable. They were good dudes. They're good people. And it sucks to see a guy like CJ go. But God, folks, let's not arc like they're blowing up a Western Conference Final roster. This was a one and done team largely for the last five years and last year was the the uh the straw that broke the camel's back for me they've tried to run it back and it was an utter disaster to do that it this season never should have happened no it shouldn't have and, and we, we we that was us kind of as we launched this show coming into this season was like this shouldn't be going this way um but i think this is this is a good place for trailblazers fans to be it is going to be crazy is going to be nuts but when the tread deadline comes and goes on the 10th they are not done they are not done i have been told by numerous people numerous people that they are looking they they were actually looking to be busier in the summer but they Mm -hmm. felt a little bit of the pressure of let's give some faith let's give some trust and that's why we're hearing news about jeremy grant so Here's, here's your carrot. It's been the stick for so many years. If only, if only, if only, if only. They are looking to deliver. They just made moves of consequence. Now, those consequences could come back again and blow up in their face. But I have to believe, because I have said this for literal years, Brandon, I have to believe that the thought of going this path, they have players in place who they think are gettable, that can fill a role, that will do what Joe Cronin's vision is to do. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine if they've been linked to players like Jeremy Grant and Miles Turner, that they're looking for long, athletic, switchable, defensive-minded players to surround a backcourt of Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons and to see what happens. I, I, would, I would look at a team who, I don't know why, but your aunt hat actually reminds me of them for some reason. I would look at a team in Toronto who's doing exactly this. It's Fred Van Vliet, and it's a bunch of super athletic wings, some of which can shoot, 
but others are just freaks and it makes switching on defense and help defense. It makes it all easier. Again, I'm not telling you it's going to be exactly what Toronto is. Toronto's in a great spot, but I think you need to kind of be thinking in those terms. I want to add to if the grant thing comes into this trade, it, it couldn't, but if it does, mm. does that, does that make people reassess the move? I think people start looking at that and they go, because I think there's 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 certainly a portion of the fan base right now who thinks this is a teardown, teardown, and they are terrified. They, Dame yep. is leaving. He's forcing his way out. Or it's going to be Dame, Ant, and a bunch of dudes, and it's not going to be worth washing and all this. I think that's the thinking behind this is you accomplish a couple things. You calm the fan base. You calm the, the organization in general. You show a, 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 a token of good faith. You make Damian Lillard happy. And I think it's it all tracks. Like well, and you also, if you get that New Orleans pick and you finish tanking as bad as we think they're going to, you might have a top four pick in your arsenal. A top. I was literally just going to get to that pick. Like, what if they stumble into a top four pick, and now they, now they've got a, a rookie scale contract at what anywhere between eight and nine million dollars for a player that could be incredibly talented. Yes, that you wouldn't get out on the open market for. Anywhere close to that money. Or a player, and I, I'm just throwing this out there, a player we don't expect to just say, ah, I'm done here. And the team's like, okay, how we pivot? I would. I, I have a strong feeling that Jalen Brown is going to ask out this summer. There's a lot of indications on that tea leaf that that's the way it's going. Not happy. Their team has been disappointing. He largely seems to get the blame over there. He's a West Coast kid. I just, I've thrown that out. But, you know, we'll have to kind of wait and see on some of that stuff. Now we're getting into the grandiose Oh, they're telling me Grant and Brown and David and and like I'm not telling you who's going to be here. I'm just saying this is the thought trades. process. This is this is these are the opportunities that are now opened with the flexibility that they've allowed themselves with these trades. They're tough trades to take in, but like it's 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 next step thinking. I'd imagine from Joe Cronin of I can turn this into that, which allow me to bring in this and me to ship that out. Like that's the way they're operating. And I just, it's a new vision. It's a new vision with Damian Lillard. And so that's why I like, I'm weirdly trying to lean optimistic instead of being the natural blazer thought of, well, it's not going to work out for us. It might not, but I'm with you. I, I largely got sick of seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And I, I'd like to see this team be a little bold. And I think that's the opportunity. Whereas if they're swapping players, like everybody kind of wanted them to do a couple weeks ago and even up until today was not an option on the table because it was just going to be rearranging deck chairs, which is what the trailblazers have done for years. And I'm glad that they have undone the work, the negative work of the Neil O'Shea era. Yeah. That's, that's really what this was. Uh, we're well over 830 people in here. So thank you all for all the new folks. Please like rate, review, subscribe. If you're here, if you're watching here live, Click subscribe on the YouTube channel. It's free. It's easy. Uh, it helps us grow the channel. Uh, if you're coming back, again, welcome. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Uh, Jack Ramsey's podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. We are not going to do a pregame show today because it's the Orlando Magic, and you're not going to know who's playing tonight. So, uh, I just want to add this. Uh, you're 100% right. Like, yeah. I think people on the games, like, we're, we're watching for growth, and then we're rooting for losses. Uh, Kevin Pelton. For, this is from Kevin Pelton's piece. Yes, okay? please go. And Pelton said, Blazers got an A in this trade. Pelicans got a C-. This is a blurb. Uh, I saw this from David Locke. 
Kevin Pelton, quote, frankly, McCollum should have held negative trade value because of his contract. Instead, the Blazers are getting considerable positive value in return, end quote. Kevin Pelton's not making shit up. That's all I'm saying. He's not on the payroll either, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, so, for everybody out there, this is. I, I've seen some stuff in here. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can. I, th- th- maybe some things just aren't explainable to some people. I, like what? Yeah, in here. Give me an example. Uh, Sports me talk with Troy says so far the new GM is Neil Olshay 2.0. He's literally the antithesis of that. He's trading the Neil Every Olshay guy. Bit of Neil Olshay. He is his taking first, the Noel Shea. His yeah. first, his first order was yes. to get rid of the biggest, longest-lasting, most recent things that Neil Olshay has done. Cove gone. Norm gone. CJ gone. Nance is, gone. Nance gone. Like, but Which, Nance was kind of a reach to be a playoff team this year. Like, whatever. But like those three specifically, those are the anti-Neil Olshay moves yes. that Neil wouldn't make. So gonna be interesting next 48 hours gonna be interesting uh as far as brandon and i doing a live deadline show eh. (laughs) Eh. (laughs) i mean you know it may or may not it depends on what happens between now and then if they don't figure some things out i've seen a lot of people in the comments mention deandre aiden listen yeah if the blazers get real spicy and they Mm. think that the suns are like they do a sign and trade for deandre aiden Daddy likes. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Like, if your core going forward after this is Ant and DeAndre Ayton. Nah, I, I just I'm good. I'm I good. Know, I feel like Danny, I feel like um I feel like a lot of us have been in this spot of make a move, make a move of considerable wait you know what i mean like go make the move that might lead to the next great thing and the the mccollum era was fun and you know i think he deserves a lot of credit for the way he had to kind of fill in with with dame like you know uh play off dame because he's kind of a similar player but just not quite the level um he did a lot of great things for this franchise i'm still mad at terry for sitting him the fourth quarter of that bowls game when he had 50 points he should have gone for 70, and I will never hear different. He saved him in game seven in Denver. Dame could not hit a bucket. CJ came up big. Um, you know, he did these kinds of things. I will always remember CJ's that era. number probably gets retired. Well, I mean, if there's a player to be retired, CJ has the statistical backing for it, the longevity and the statistical backing. They had some in success. In some moments, like... It's it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow today because it's a combination of a restart and you're losing so many other things that are just kind of like it's all the emotions yeah. at once. It really is, and it's hard to process that. But like I think why I feel this way today has nothing to do with me saying, Well, it's the grand slam trade. I think it's just about seeing the flexibility that allows this team with Damian Lillard still wanting to be mm-hmm. here, which to me is the biggest thing that's not getting talked about enough is that national voices are seeing this move going, well, this was idiotic. And Dame has been mum, quiet, and largely probably okayed most of this stuff. And if he asks out, then sure, I'll roast the team. But today, 
I'm just choosing to kind of look at this as I've been asking for big moves. And here's here's moves. the here's the beginning of it. Again, a couple questions here before we wrap up. Number one, watch party during the game. Yes, the watch party will happen. Will everybody who's a member go ahead and come on in? I'm sure a bunch of folks will be there tonight. Again, if you want to take part of those watch parties, all you got to do is click join on the community tab here on YouTube. Uh, $2.99, you'll get into all the watch parties for here throughout the rest of the year. Uh, as well as some, uh, we'll probably end up doing, uh, after I come back from surgery, we'll do a, a members-only uh, chat to kind of go over everything that has happened, like what's the situation going forward, So, which will probably be post-All-Star break. Um, and the other question is, what would a deal look like for Jeremy Grant? I have heard multiple different different situations. So you got something? Well, go. I just, Jake Fisher just tweeted, having already moved from uh, Norm Powell and CJ Portland, still engaged in conversations with Detroit on acquiring Jeremy Grant. Yeah, it's happening. Like they're 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 it's, trying. It's, they're moving. Yeah, they're trying to do it. So when there's a couple different out outcomes for the Jeremy Grant deal, they could trade him directly into the TPE they just created, which was twenty one million dollars. They could use the Eric Bledsoe money if the yeah. Pistons want to get just because here's the deal: Pistons are about to have a crap ton of cap space in the offseason. Do they yeah. want more? What are the options? I'm sure the Pistons are sitting there going, ooh, first-round pick, juicy. That, I'm sure that's how that's going right now. And the Blazers are like, mm, we have other options first. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, you're in Detroit. You're close to Canada. Maybe he plays better close to Canada. Um, he starts making his jump shots. Yeah, I mean, he, like the, he gets better the closer he is to home. I don't know. Um, maybe they like Josh Hart. Again, non-guaranteed deal. Josh Hart, Okay. They're going the complete – I mean, it's evident that they're going that Cade Cunningham rebuild route, right? So they're going to be toying with some things the next two years. You don't give up the draft capital, uh, which is my fingers crossed on that, and you can still get Grant out of there? That ah, That's a pretty good trade deadline, is it not? Dame, Grant, Ant, you've got – you still have cap space to absorb, and you'll have potentially two lottery picks. Let me tell you, if I, if, if I went into this uh, – on blind and said you're coming out of this with dame ant grant nasir like going into next year and two top 10 picks i think you'd go yeah i'll take that you're like right wouldn't you mm. oh and you also have functional cap space that you're while you're not a fridge and destination there's probably the deal on the table look I'm, I'm not, not saying collusion, but collusion. Yeah, no, I'm not. Well, the NBA is, <laughs> the entire league is collusion, first of all. Second of all, I will I will not dive into those waters. We have been burned and burned and burned in that category. But if this is finally Dame going against what he said years ago of, I don't you really know, I, I, don't I really just do involved. my job. Yeah. yeah, it's not my thing. If Dame is now like hitting up the Olympic buds, there's a group chat. The, again, where all of the deals where the NBA has been made over the last 15 years, you know what's happened? At the Olympics. KD and Kyrie, Olympics. The uh, Iguodala to Golden State, Olympics. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron uh, Wade Bosch, Olympics. Again, I'm not going to conclude that they're getting an Olympic, bro. I'm Draymond just saying, Green. like, well, they might win a championship. I don't know how you leave a championship situation. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just like I don't know how if you're Draymond, you you rationalize that. You got something in your eye there. Uh, um, something in my eye. I just I hope that Dame can sway somebody. You know, there's there's a lot of guys out there, and got a little wiggle in my chair. I don't know what's happening. 
it's you're weirdly too too happy like you're weirdly <laughs> thinking like you're getting Kevin Durant or James Harden or something right now and I, I'm just saying I'll I'm, take Ben Simmons and be happy to be honest I think there are like, options on the table that people are not going to consider until it happens and go oh, that was possible which that's how this league operates is yes, it not exactly so would have painted Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers a year from right now. <laughs> Laker fan would have hated that. And and reminder, was like, reminder, the Lakers called the Blazers and offered Russ for CJ. So there's your giggles for the day. There you go. And the Lakers suck. So that yeah. makes it even better. All right. So we're going to wrap it there. Thank you all so, so very much. We appreciate it. We love you. Thank you all so much. Again, no pregame today. This is going to serve as your pregame. Uh, if you're just getting in, I will take this. I will load this up and put this on the podcast like in the next few minutes so you guys can grab it on the audio version or you can watch the replay. It's up to you. Um, again, like, rate, view, subscribe. If you're new here, please click subscribe on the channel. It's free. It is easy. It helps us grow the channel. It is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic day. Could go up in flames. <laughs> ah, right whatever. Now, We've been losing in round one anyway. Listen, man, I got, I got the I got the brick on the gas pedal right now. Like, wee! <laughs> for anybody who was ahead, wondering, cliff ahead. Yeah, for anybody who was wondering what that wee sounds like in my tweets, that's what it is right there. Wee! <laughs> Again, we love you all. Thank you all so very much. Like, rate, review, subscribe. You can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Murray, at Brandon's Breaking. Email the show. JackRamsey's at gmail.com. We will catch you guys for the live watch party tonight and then for the post-game show. We appreciate you. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com